Warning, the following podcast may contain foul language, offensive humor, and other juvenile behaviors. If you find these things offensive, stop listening now. Otherwise, enjoy the show. Now I'll take the left, and you take the right. The road will stick to the shadows and remain out of sight. Let the wizard do the talking, his intelligence is the best. Then we'll all take on the boss man while the fighter takes the rest. Oh, we had this good idea, well it seemed good at the time. Now half our party's dead, and that sure ain't a good sign. So now we're back to character, Jen, our error we now see. So before we try out plan A, let's figure out plan B. Okay. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Bluegrass and all that. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Hello. Hi. Hello, Hi. Hello people. Uh, we were just reveling in the very old intro that I decided to randomly play because I was fascinated by that button. Ooh, what's this button do? This shiny, candy-like, apple red button. It says new intro. The one that w- says do not press. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, we liked it. it the new good. intro really is a really old intro. Well, there's like five of them that say new intro because I don't think Stu ever renamed the ones that weren't new anymore once he put a new one up. No, I have I have a very specific naming convention. <laughs> <laughs> new, new intro. The new, new. improved intro. Really new <laughs> intro. <laughs> if I'd done a more recent one, I would have started the file name with the date I recorded. Oh, okay. It's, it's that's how intro. I do stuff that's, Yeah, that's the, the best way. That is the... This is the way, and and the and the reverse date where, where it's year, month, day. Oh, yeah, is that way that, everything yeah, sorts correctly? Yeah, yep. that makes sense. It's fantastic, That's a, I love a good that. way. All right, hello and welcome. This is the Happy Jacks RPG Advice Show podcast, um, and it is episode twenty nine fourteen. So that is season twenty nine, episode fourteen. I had to look. Like I, I promised last time I'd know it, and failing. I forgot. I already. <laughs> These are my friends. These are my best friends already, like, hazing me. Wonderful. Okay. Anyway. Because we can't do any better. You know, it's amazing that you even try. Because the rest of us are like, how it's long have we been doing this? 10 years? Why is it 14? 13? 13 years. 13 years. Why is it 14? 13 years. Huh? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. It's since 2009. Yeah. yeah. We're old. So, right, anyway. Weekend after my birthday, July 2009. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. That's how you remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the reason I remember it. <laughs> Uh, we record the show at fri- uh, on Friday at 7.30 p.m. Oh, I'm Kimmy. Well, no, I do the things. <laughs> you can do it whatever order you I want. Can do, I, I am the boss now, yes, Stuart. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, actually, so we record the show at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time on Fridays. Um, and I am the new person in charge. Thank you. My name is Kimmy. Uh, actually. <laughs> My name is Stu. Hi, I'm Stork. We are a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> and if you'd like to email the show, we take your stories, we take your questions, and we take all of your guff. Um, you can reach us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. There's also a form if you go to our website, which is happyjacks.org. There's a contact button, and there's a whole little form. So if you don't want to type our email address, which is our name, and really easy, but fine. Um, if you'd like to watch us live... If you aren't right now, you can watch us at happyjacks.org slash live or happyjacks.org slash twitch. It's all the same. It goes to the same place. And, uh, yeah. And in this episode, look at me. I remember things. It's right uh, there for you. Right yeah, there. I know. <laughs> but it's not, it's not like order. It's like kind of just this chart with all these things. <clears throat> in this episode, Andreas from Sweden writes in about preparing for a new setting. 
Sean from Philly asks about playing a low-status PC in L5R. And Thomas from Denmark, well, actually is us about our math and savage worlds. I peeked at this email because I am in charge of the email account now. He really does. Well, oh, he's oh, yeah. schools us. I don't know. Uh, actually. Yeah. I want to buy him an apple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't here for whatever you guys said, but I am so here. It's for... actually something that, that, that Tappy said. It's Tappy's fault. Oh. And I just believed him because it had to do with math, and he's better than Indeed, math than yeah. I am. I'm just going to sit and like sip the tea like while this all goes down. You know, it's going to be very exciting. We could actually go through one of the charts and actually use the damn... Traveler 5 book. We and look up the dice probabilities in the back. Mm-hmm. No, it's only D6s. Um, and this is specifically about D4s. <laughs> yep. So if you want to hang out with us and a bunch of the Happy Jacks community, you can join our Discord at happyjacks.org slash Discord. We just did a big reorganization of it. Um, and it's actually pretty hopping. We just bumped over 500 people on there. Oh, excellent. So it's... Very busy right now. It's very exciting. How many exciting. users until they start making you pay for it? Or did they? No, they not? never do that. Oh, and they don't. No, 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 oh, no. It's not, so it's not like, uh, what am I thinking? Slack. No, no, no. It's not like Slack. But um, like people can like buy boosts and stuff. But I don't give a shit. Don't, don't right. do that. Come and talk to us. That's fine. Share us, share with us your letter Kenny gifts. That's the most fun thing ever. <laughs> and when you show up, we give you tacos. Because in L.A., in LA. In LA. Tacos. <laughs> Tacos. Tacos and hiking. LA. Actually, Frey started it. Like, someone, like, joined, and there's, like, a little announcement, and he's, like, he get, just put up the taco emoji just randomly, because that's Frey. And then we were all, like, oh, tacos. I haven't thought of or talked to Frey in years. He's amazing. Uh, hi, Frey. I'm yeah. glad you're still around. <laughs> yeah, totally. Last time, yeah, last time I saw him was at a game convention, but it was a long, long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. Not, not, like, just pre-COVID, but, like, he's long He's teaching. Time. He's so much fun. Oh, is he really? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's great. <coughs> Maybe you and I ought to go to Discord and <laughs> talk to people. You all have accounts. I'm just going to tell you. I have an account. <laughs> I have one. That you I have two. My password is. Because you... I have one that I made. Yeah. No, you, there's two Stu accounts. They're both you. I looked at the emails. You made one. Forgot you made one. Went back and made <laughs> another one. Are email address? No. Oh, it's using a different email address? Yeah. <laughs> it's probably because I forgot the password. Yes, that's what happened. <laughs> and there's a stork. Yeah. And they've both been like... That might be mine, too. Yeah. <laughs> Accurate. That's, that's my Instagram. Accurate, yes. Twitter. That's my Twitter? You have a Twitter, yeah. Instagram. Um, we all, the Genuine Stork. Yeah, the Genuine Stork. <laughs> We've all had passwords at some point. I know. Really trying to get you a blue check mark. Really trying to do it, but it's very it's tough. It's so hard now. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, we put up a world map on our website, so if you want to go tag yourself, please do not tag your exact address, because stalkers and the internet, it's bad. <laughs> but if you want to tag yourself, we have people in Japan now, because Hivemind finally right. put her on there, herself on there. It's very exciting. Um, people in Australia, people in New Zealand, people all over Europe, people all over the U.S. and Canada, so go put yourself on our map. And, and yeah, that's at happyjacks.org slash world map, or just community. Any, any Brazilians? There's a lot of RPG people in Brazil. We still get a bunch of downloads, but nobody has tagged themselves on the map. Oh, really? Yet. Yeah. Come on, so. Brazil. Represent. Do it. So, mm. yeah, we're, we're slowly, like, checkmarking off all the continents. That's our goal. So, all right. Um, I think that is all the news. Oh, thank you, everybody, who went to our um, <laughs> our registry for our new studio for Dio. Oh, excellent. And uh, I think all the stuff is bought, so thank you guys so much. You all... You came through wildly, so thank you. It was amazing. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's going to... 
Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, you are all, as always, fantastic and a wonderful community. And I'm super excited to use all the nice little padding and special little microphone holders. I was going to say, it's really holders. exciting things like, you know, bass padding. <laughs> oh, you didn't see what I bought, did you? Penny? <laughs> no. I bought an entire case of uh, the, the same stuff, tiles I used in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they come in four foot by two foot sheets. Yeah. And they're one inch thick. Yeah. And you just cover them with, fantastic. Yeah. yeah that's I may have some extras. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm done. So, uh, but about a case of twelve of them. Okay, yeah, and they're like sixty bucks when you do that, rather than the other stuff. But that was over a hundred dollars. Yeah, the the things we got though are specifically for like the ceiling. Oh, okay. So that'll keep the bounce mm. off the ceiling and be lighter weight not than. A, not a lot of people think about the ceiling to floor fl- flutter. Yes, it, it, it's definitely a thing. Say that twelve times fast. Um, actually, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I've been ceiling doing lots of, lots of reading. Ceiling to floor flutter. Ceiling to floor flutter. Because they're usually parallel, right? Yes, and that's what that's what fucks you up. Yes, very true. Right, I think that's everything. Yeah, all the news that's fit to print. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Ooh, reoccurring segments. No, that you don't need to read that. Okay, we're skipping that. Yeah, that's obsolete. Got it. Well, except that at some point, if you need if you need the random generator, that's always a good thing. (laughs) That's true. All right. First email from Andreas in Sweden. Stork. Uh, hi. Yes, hi. <laughs> hi, Stu and the crew. Sorry, I clicked into teacher mode. I'm like, oh, you look like you're not paying attention. I'm going to call on you. It, well, I was going to do the Danish one, but it's been a while since we ha- actually had the Scandinavian oh, connection here. Yeah. I only put that together right now. As it's been a while since I last wrote in, I felt like it was time once again for the Swedish contingent to make itself known. I hope the COVID and other mess, other mess has calmed down and we once more get to hear our favorite Friday night show. Oh. On to my questions and comments. Many of you might think that the big and hefty tome, tomes being produced these days in runaway crowdfunding campaigns, they surely are more often than not produced for reading rather than playing. That's a very good point. I'm dead sure myself that this is the case. Short and succinct does not seldom interact with modern setting books. So, how to use these pretty things. <laughs> I have more than once tried to read a setting book from front to back and just lost interest. I've also tried to browse and read sections that catch my eye, with the goal of one, getting to know the feel of the theme of the setting, and two, find a special corner where your players can make a difference and also interact most fully with the specific setting details. How do you read a big, dense setting book for that new cool game you want to run slash play? This line of thinking has tangentially inspired Stu talking about... No moment of truth and the struggle of how to organize a game book as a technical manual or as a reading experience. As an addendum, I want to ask Stu or someone else has looked at Harn, which is uh, designed to be very clear, short, and modular. Personally, I like the idea, but the world just makes me go to sleep. Love to hear your thoughts. Cheers, Andreas from Pa off Landes, Sweden. Sweden. Uh, so, point I've the first. Seen Harn. They, the Scandinavians talk about it a lot. It's hmm. been, it's, and, and I, I might I've actually have it. it. I might have it. I might, because, well, I was looking for a new fantasy setting that wasn't D&D, and I wanted something more Viking and austere, mm-hmm. and Harn seemed to fit the bill. And I think it, I think I started to read it and such, but again, with setting books, is like, yeah, there's a, there's a weird disconnect. Sometimes there's some fluff that's kind of fun. Sometimes it's the, you're trying to work out the, the actual technical details of how the game is run. And I almost feel like it needs to be divided into sections. It's like, here's how your game is run, and then here's all this cool stuff that you can do later. But, I mean... Uh, Setting it, books are super hard. That's what you're reading it for. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, I, I feel like they're, I think, I think that's why a lot of like D&D books and things like that have some setting in them, but it's mostly like, this is the, the, the technical book, and then here's the setting book. Right. Because it's much easier if you have them split that way to really write the book in a way that's targeted for the content in it. Yeah, your rules need to be a, a reference manual. Mm-hmm. And they should be organized that They way. need to be, it needs yeah. to be somewhere else. It, it, and, yeah, it could just be a different section, but you, your, your rules should be in one place and the setting should be someplace else. Yeah. And if you mix them up, you're a monster. And I do like, of the things that D&D does, especially with 4E, that all of those fluff books were their own, all the spy, all of that stuff were their separate things. So if you got the Book of the Plains, it was almost like reading a new novel. You're like, ooh, this is very exciting. Right. And they had settings and appeals, and then there were characters and stuff in there. And I kind of like the fact that, independent of all the rules and stuff for the game, you had this other book that just dealt with this one section of their world. And that makes a lot of sense to me. I think more people should do that, as opposed to Vampire or even uh, Legend of the Five Rings, where everything is all in one giant tome, well, and you're going back and forth. L5R, uh, when, I start, when I first read this, came up to me almost immediately, because L5R is one of the few books that I actually did read cover to cover. Yeah. Because we were going to do an AP of it, and it is a fucking beloved game. Mm-hmm. And it has very rabid fans, so mm-hmm. I didn't want to fuck up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I actually read through the whole thing. And that book starts with the creation myth of Rokugan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it, it is literally like a freaking Bible. Mm-hmm. And it starts with, here's how the world was created by the gods. And then here's what happened after that. And, mm-hmm. here, and, and it, it's, it, to me, it was important to read all that stuff. Yeah. Because that really kind of put me in the mindset to be able to run the game effectively. And I don't think I would have if, had I not, I would have fucked up. Is the name of that author, is it Michener, who always did these, like, he would do these novels based on parts of the world, Alaska or whatever. But he would start with, like, the Jurassic period and, and how oh, the really? landmass was formed and then it would go up to mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, James Michener, I believe. But as far as the strategy to do it, I, you just got to decide this is what I'm going to be reading for the next week. <laughs> in the bathroom. If you have to, yeah, put, <laughs> let the book live in the bathroom. <laughs> if you have to, that used to be the that's that's how Steve Jackson told people to learn GURPS. <laughs> take your tape your because back then it was it, it was still two uh. books they were split but they were small mm-hmm. and it's like take a, take the, whichever book you're reading put it in the bathroom one page a trip mm-hmm. <laughs> and within a year you'll have read the whole thing. Well, actually, not even nearly that much. Probably most. I'm- and I'm thinking back now on like old school games, Hero, uh, and how they were laid out and organized. And mostly you had rules and stuff, and the fluff was it really wasn't in there until either the end or they was like, clearly delineated in oh, other yeah. little boxes yeah. and stuff. Not like Vampire, where it's all shiny pages and things, and the rules sometimes blend right in with the rest of the text. And so I didn't know what was where or when, and you're constantly... The the Onyx oh, Path stuff does a fairly good job of keeping setting and 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 rules separate. But White Wolf does not. I agree. No. <laughs> and I, I, we, we bag in them a lot, but it's really such a classic blunder. That second to only, you know... That's someone getting who's involved right. in the land war in Asia, but uh, <laughs> but I I mean I literally couldn't find things because they blended right in. Like the the rules were in a black box, but mm-hmm. also some of the text was in a black. And I'm like, well, I know it's near here somewhere, and overlooking it. I it, it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. I get it. You spend a lot of time in your world. You're very proud of it, but please 
for the love of God, make your rules clear. <laughs> we can find them. Or, or do what GURPS did and put on GURPS light. You know, and it's just rules. Here they are. <laughs> and then you can, you can read the rest of the fluff later. Who did World of Darkness? The, 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 the updated settings. It's not White Wolf? Um, Was it White Wolf or the Onyx it's, Path? Um, Bless you. Allergy season is bad. Yeah, sorry. Um, it was White Wolf, I believe, but then they were purchased like by another company, a larger company. No, that's Vampire Fifth. Oh, is that Fifth? Okay. Yeah, this is before that. It was called. It, they ended up calling it Chronicles of Darkness. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember who published it. They actually did the same thing where they divided up very nice, and not only that, they put in. Like this two-page summary somewhere in the front part of the book mm -hmm. that is like, here is all of the most commonly used rules on two pages. You open the book up and leave it on that. Ninety percent of what you're going to need is on those two pages, which I thought was a fucking brilliant Genius. idea. Genius. Yeah. Mongus Traveler did a great job too with their character creation. It's like these three pages, these two pages. This well, is what you need like to do in your step by step. Twenty. Yeah. Well, no, but after that you go into the game. But the, it, it would. It gave oh, that's yeah, step yeah, by yeah. step, and you're like, and okay, they, cool. they gave you a flowchart too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The thing, yeah, no, it just it stuff like that. Although it's probably not sexy for for a designer, it's like this is you need to explain your game very clearly because a people don't have a lot of time, and b if your game is aw that awesome, you want people to get hooked on it really quickly. So explain yourself, show it to them, and then it, you know they can go for the fluff. Make if you start mixing learn. it in with the fluff, I'm just going to get distracted and bored, and like clearly. You're full of yourself because you want to. Well, give people me all fall of your in love first. with their creation, yes. and that's what that is. I know that's really <laughs> I know. what that is. Um, what do they say about as writing? Is you, the, the hardest thing to learn is, is it kill your children or yeah, kill your darlings. Yeah, kill yeah, your darlings. It's not what I said Sorry. for a really long Sorry, time. Yeah. Kill your babies, yeah. which I was like, <laughs> sounded awful, and someone was like, it's it is awful. It's darlings, and I'm like, oh, much better. That's better. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still better. kind of the point, but. Um, our friend uh, from the Gaming and BS podcast, who's in the chat right now, says Hi. Onyx Path did the Chronicles. Of okay, Darkness. all right. So thank you for so that, that makes up. sense because they've they've always organized their books. They've done properly. a good job. Yeah, and now that I now that like they said that, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember the little logo on the front. Some of the, all those little details after you look at a book so long, and then you're like, I don't remember anything about this. <laughs> uh, I remember <laughs> the interview we had with Shane Hensley, and we sort of talked to him about. Uh, the organizing of the books and, and putting out um, Savage Worlds. And we, One we of were, the best organized books that uh, Well, that's where I was going with that, too. And I remember we talked to him. I said, your book is really small. And I, and I asked him, I said, were you scared that by pricing the, putting the price point so low that it, it wouldn't sell? And he goes, we were terrified. And he went on and on. And then we followed up. The, my follow-up question was like, but your book is so well laid out, I found myself, if I skimmed anything, I'd miss an important rule. And he went on about how he was. They were very good at the editing. They edited and re-edited and re-edited to, keep to get it, it cons as concise really as tight. possible. Yeah. And it's and the book is a joy to read and really well organized. And and it's, I think, um, something anybody should do if you're designing a game. Take a look at how they did that because everything's there and it's so clear. You read it. There's a, it's a clear sentence. There's mm -hmm. no like. Well, can this be interpreted this way? Can this be interpreted that way? No, it's right there. It's in right. black and white. And they still, they still manage in yeah. that small book to put in a bunch of monsters. Yep. Uh -huh. And in the back of it, a bunch of like uh, one or two page adventures. Uh, completely. Uh -huh. Yeah. And, and, the, and the book is, I'm going to guess, 150 pages total. It's not very thick. Yeah. I've got a, I've and got it's, a copy of still supposed to send to someone it's, it's, somewhere. it's, it's just <laughs> that person stopped listening a long time ago they gave up no he's back oh he wrote an email in 
couple months ago. Oh. I will bequeath that book to you, and you can get it. Too. No, son of a... You don't even remember who it was. Jim Toe. Oh, okay. Besides, you're oh, also... I was actually talking with him on Discord the other day. I see. You're all set up for mailing. Back. You're all set up for... He's trying to get in good with you, so maybe you'll send it to him. Ah, it's all about the old <laughs> RPG book. Yeah. That's all the, the motivation. And Savage World is in second edition now, so it's probably... Ex- yeah, the Explorers edition. Yeah, yeah that's the old one. Um, the thing I love, and I know it's not exactly in the book, but I love a really good either like GM screen or like a lot of the PBTA games have those little pages you can print, which are like the GM's guide. Right. Um, I just finished doing one for Starscape that it's got like generic little ship because it's a ship combat game. So it's like little bad guy ships you can like with little boxes. So you mm-hmm. can just like use them right there. It's got all the the most important rules right there. So if you've never even read the rule book, like, I love, not that I don't read rule books. Um, I don't read rule books. Yeah, except L5R. That's clear. Yeah. (laughs) They know, they know, they know everything about us. Um, Like, you have that sheet there, or it's there on the screen, or whatever it is. Um, There's some, and a lot of, actually, it's really popular now um, online to find, like, fan-made ones. That are just like oh, yeah. that, just like clarify everything. That's what perfectly. I was going to say. Yeah. Um, that notebook in that pat in that stack over mm-hmm. there, it is filled with GURPS charts in yes. in um, um, the little plastic protector. Oh yeah. God, it's full of charts. Oh yeah, it's full of charts. Um, I was My gonna, friends, and I this completely is forgot I made that thing. It's yeah, I've even photocopied certain sections. And now that you're one more episode away from your GURPS, I know. I've been using the book, and it's like. Oh, here it is. And I said, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a moment. I'm like sitting there try- going through two, you know, 800 pages of rules trying to find the reaction table. Yeah. Here's the vehicle hit location table. Yeah. So I th- and I think some companies actually have those resources available online. Like you can download uh, custom GM screens. You can download cheat sheets. Well, they realize I like they player can make mats. Money. <laughs> I really like player mats. Yeah, player mats. Like, I, and I'm... I'm Famously made them for my. From they're really handy, especially if somebody's not that familiar. Just drop it down in front of them, and here's here's what your initiative is, and here's all that, and then they can. It's constantly there. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's a resource that people don't think about, but I think it's really important for a game to try to make this as clear as possible for people. Mm-hmm. You really want the barrier to entry to be simple. Yeah. You want the games to be clear. You want the people to like be able to just drop in and read it, and even to somebody who doesn't understand, it's like here's your player mat. Mm-hmm. Just go over it it's all right here for you you can't screw this up and i'll let you know it's 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 like when you're when you're learning to play an instrument you practice so much that you forget about it and so then you can just concentrate on the fun so it's like if you can make the rules to sort of disappear or make them really simple you can concentrate on the play yeah absolutely it's one of those things um i was actually playing with claire and carol the other day Mm -hmm. um I'm playing guitar in the band right now, which I'm not good at. But for whatever we were, we were practicing Carol's Backyard, so I just took my mandolin. And it was one of those things, like, we played a Wives song just to warm up. And it's a song that I have not played for probably eight years. But I, in my finger, like, everything knew exactly what to play. It was perfect. So cool. It was like I had played it, like, at rehearsal yesterday. Like, so beat cool. for beat, the three of us, because we played so long together at yeah. fair. Like, everything, it was just, like, knew it cold from the beginning. And that's, like, the goal for GMing. Yeah, absolutely. It's, like, you know a system well enough that even when you're not necessarily paying attention to everything, you kind of know what, how it works. Um, so even if you're not thinking about, okay, I'm playing a G chord, okay, I'm playing a D chord, you're, you know what you're playing, and so you can actually sing or you can do something else. So that's, like, that's a goal. And I think those sheets really help get you there. They get you to that point where 
instead of worrying about, oh, what, am I going to be able to flip pages fast enough to find that rule? It's like right here, you know you can find it very quickly without like hindering the game. And this kind of ties in with something we talked about last was it last episode, or maybe the episode before about the immersion. Mm-hmm. Somebody was typing in saying, I really want immersion. And I said, the, the, the bet... If you, if you can make the rules disappear so that people don't have yeah. to worry about them, everything will be easier. And I, I think that it's true pretty much just along the line. I mean, I, again, I remember talking about Mook, and he was so good with GURPS mm-hmm. that he made it all disappear. Because people show up with GURPS has this reputation of being really complicated and hard. And it is, I think, for the GM. And if you have yeah, a really good GM, really you can sort of make hard. go It's really not it that isn't. hard. It I isn't. mean, the basic it's game easier than hero. is extremely simple. And it's easier than hero. Because there's less math, and it's—I don't think it's not as well, unwieldy. I, as much as I love that sort of impulse chart style mm. um, uh, layout, no, the um, initiative order. You know, oh, right. Where, where you take multiple actions depending on what yeah. your speed is. Yeah. Fuck that slows the game down. <laughs> but I—I I mean, I—it I, it reminds me of Star. Uh, was it Starfleet Battles? Yeah. Do you remember Starfleet Battles? I, I know that, I, yes, I know of it. I okay. I never played I, it. I, used to, I had a buddy who was really into it when we were in, like, high school, I think. So we used to play it all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that had a 30-segment impulse chart per turn. <laughs> it was amazing. Why? Because it's Starfleet. It's a, now, that's a war game. That's okay, like, okay. here's my, you know, Constitution class... Okay, starship that's, that's and different. here's the Klingon ship and we're on a hex grid. It's like Warhammer I mean, visually, except Starfleet. It's way more boring than that because it's usually <laughs> two chits on a black map with hexes. It is the most uninteresting game on the planet visually. I don't understand why you would do space combat on just like XY. Like like you Because have... it's trying to it's trying to recreate Star Trek. Well, I know that, but and they, and didn't, I, they didn't really. I know they never did. Not either. until Wrath of Khan. But that was yeah. the plot hook. The that dimension. was the yeah. whole plot hook right there. I was going to say that's. How, I was waiting for you to pause, and I'm like, but that's how they defeated Khan. Yeah. Because he only thinks in two dimensions because he's an old sailor. Yeah. Oh. He's just battlefields or something. But the other thing, the other interesting thing about Starfleet battles, which I think, which if I ever do a second edition of Moment of Truth, I will, I might do. Which you should. The book came. In a shrink-wrapped thing, and it was not bound. It was a stack of pages. Oh, my God. And a notebook that was like Starfleet Battles, Commander's Edition, blah, blah, blah. This is like 89 or something, right? No, 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 no. Don't don't (laughs) poo-poo it yet. Because if they needed to make a RADA or change a rule, you could write in with a self-addressed stamped envelope. Obviously, you wouldn't do that today. You just download (laughs) Download a PDF. PDF. (laughs) But back then... And they would send you the updated page. You pull the old page out. You put the new page in. You have the exact rules. Okay. It was fucking amazing. That would have saved us a lot of pain and then torture when we were playing the Beta L5R. Oh, my God. When it was like that bound book. And then we were like also printing off pages and like slipping them in and like trying to keep them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, didn't you bind that book, though? Yes. Okay. So that was was on you. Learning how to bind books. Yes. That was, but they but they didn't actually just make updated pages. They made errata sheets, oh. so you still would have to read the rules and go. I, so it's still. On do them. I get to trust this rule, or should I go and see if there's errata for it? <laughs> oh, errata for the errata. I blacked out that whole game. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I remember making the dice. I was very excited about it, and then everything just there's, the game just was such a shit. such a disappointment. There's such they're great. It wasn't moments. you. It was just the game was a disappointment. Well, we, I'm sorry. Switched, yeah. Is that the one we switched? 
Yeah, yeah we, we stopped. We, yeah. we were doing it, and it was just like... We can't take this anymore. Yeah, we did, I think, our first uh, uh, duel. And, and it was boring. It was so bad. That was it. And it was, it was not deadly. It was just and there like, was no tension. Yeah, it was just like... Uh, I really liked... Um, like some of like how the dice flavored things, the special dice, but and I've talked about that before, but right. um, but yeah, but it did went, not save the game. No, no, no. It was yeah. a cool thing that like I'm if I ever run like a, a regular L five R like fourth edition game, I might steal like a little bit of like that that mechanic with the dice. Um, I've got two flowers, a twig, <laughs> and a tea leaf. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I can. You, you did hate the dice, but there was one. God, which mechanic was it? I really loved that in, that incorporated the dice. Uh, oh, you oh made me think of the the, the Star Wars. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. The the stri- like the mechanic in L five R where it was um oh, like yourself. Was it stress or strife? Stri- something. It was like self control. Strife. strife. I think it was strife. I really liked that mechanic. That's the one thing I'd love to like yeah. snip out and put. What, very similar to the new hunger mechanic in Vampire Five. Yeah. And Which also strangely, like a, a thing that's something in this game called Starscape. I don't know why something <laughs> that I like so much would appear in a game I'm designing, but uh, but yeah, no, I love the, the the concept of as that builds, eventually you act dishonorably or you embarrass yourself or things like that. That was just like a very cool thing because right, you have an outburst or something. Yeah, you right. have to, you, and it and it it may, it gave there a penalty when you did these like shitty things. Cause so many times, like, and we heard about a lot of stories about that, about, and I know, I think L5R is the next one. Maybe we should wait and have to read this, but, um, people would write in about like, Oh yeah, like we're supposed to play L5R. We're supposed to be honorable characters and then just murder everybody. Like so many people just murder everyone. It gave it just like the hunger mechanic and vampire kind of gave a mechanical reason not to do that. Because if you build right. that up, like, so I don't know. I really like that part Yeah, and role playing. It's always nice when you're like, I am an honorable character. I don't like this tea. It's awful. <laughs> Terrible. And then yeah, but, everyone's like, oh, But Samurai could murder indiscriminately as long as it was done under the sake of honor. And then there was a whole class structure. So if they were below your class, it was okay. Nobody cared. It, it still but got weird. But it's real cool. To an extent. Yes. I mean, you... you yeah, I know. Everyone still understood that if you kill all the farmers, you're going to die. Right. <laughs> they understood that, that that much at least. All right. Next email. Let me read it. Uh, let me see which one's longer. Oh, you want me to read the longer one? No, I want to read the longer one. Oh, okay, that's yeah. the Denmark one. Yeah, you that's do That's the Your Math Stinks one. Okay. Oh, yeah. Playing low-status PC in L5R. From Sean uh, in Philly. Hey. Hey, I showed the Philly like a sponge. Good morning, Jackers. I'm glad you didn't read this <laughs> And thanks for taking the time to read this. I've been playing tabletop games for a little over a decade, but I am... Just stepping into Rokugan for the first time. The GM has individual session zeros for all of us to play the game oh. of 20 questions. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, fully flesh out our narratives and go over the mechanics. Uh, we'll soon be having a group session zero uh, for introductions and and work out uh, prior relationships with dynamics. I don't know if people would stand for having multiple session zeros. I would. But something, like, but something like L5R, because you were building an entire Maybe. rich... Usually players aren't willing to invest that much time. Yeah. <laughs> one of the sessions is completely dedicated to their character. Okay, that that one might be, but then then they were like, oh, it's good over. Well, see, no, no, you see, you do the, the one that's completely dedicated to them. Then you're like, now come show off what you made to all the rest of the class. And then they want to do still, their show and tell. <laughs> I don't know. Players are intrinsically lazy. Um, otherwise, it'd be GMs. 
Ooh. Oh, oh yes! That should have been a you can tell them on my way out, huh? Should have been a t-shirt. <laughs> Otherwise, they'd be game designers. <laughs> uh, to that end, I'm playing the only minor clan character in the party, Badger, but trained at a Hida family store. Badger, 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 Mushroom. We've been friends with Hida. You didn't even know it. Hida Crab Clan. I'm sorry, we lost you at Badger. I'm gonna read back. Is he Hida? Crab clan? Yes. Is yes. It is. Yes, okay. it is. <clears throat> all right. We both were crabs in the last in the last campaign, so we know. Okay, all right. I think, uh, yeah. It will be an emerald magistrate type game, so some of the usual inner clan politics and status dynamics will be swapped out for that style. <clears throat> I will have the lowest status out of the party and absolutely trust the players' GMs to lean into narrative and storytelling in fun ways. So if you will have any advice for role-playing a lower status character who's being who's been elevated to this magistrate position and given some manner of independent authority, I'd be extremely grateful. Best wishes and many thanks. Sean from Philly. P.S. Drink. Out of tea. Uh, P.P.S. Just want to take the opportunity to shout out to my GM running the game. We've been playing together for years, so he knew exactly what type of character I'd want to play and went above and beyond to buy the supplemental source book for the game to allow that. (laughs) Thanks, Eddie. Yay, Eddie. Good on you, Eddie. Good those, job. Those books aren't cheap either. Oh, no. no. They're, they are premium role-playing game products, yep. and they mm. are priced that way. Yep. But they're so beautiful. They are. They're fantastic. Well, fourth edition. Okay. Oh, fifth edition is fifth edition pretty, is too. beautiful. It's just... I mean, we don't... Well, I don't, we don't know what the final game ended up being... being look, look I've heard mixed... Yeah, yeah. But they are stunning. The artwork is lovely. Like, beautiful. Um... My first thought on this is, is, I think the typical way to play that kind of a character is gonna is is like that that character from a minor clan is now being put into a very influential position, mm-hmm. and it's an opportunity to go from a minor clan to a major clan. Mm-hmm. So the weight of your of your people is on you on your shoulders the entire time, mm-hmm. and you should play it that way. Yeah, because. Everyone is counting on you. Your daimyo is counting on you. Your daimyo's daimyo is counting mm-hmm. on you. Your family is counting on you. Everyone, the the, the guy, the, the, even the even the the, the Hida master from the from the school where you were mm-hmm. trained, is like, shoot, and, yeah. and they're and if they're crab, they're gonna kick your ass if you oh, fuck yeah, them. Because if, if you're elevated, it makes them all look good as well. Right. So I mean, well, they have a lot of invested. Look what we did with this minor clan. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Well, and it's like a once in a multi generation chance. Like no one in your family line will probably ever have an opportunity right. like this again. So it's not like, hey, if you fuck up, like your grandkid might get a chance at it. It's like, no, forever, forever. Yeah, yeah. It's huge and amount if, of weight yeah, on your right, shoulders. right. And if you screw up, that might end it for the rest of the clan too. So yeah, yeah it, there, there's that. The other thing I was thinking was that you are still so stuck on being lower class that you like find yourself acquiescing to higher classes before you remember like mm-hmm. oh yeah yes sir i mean what if no we're equals now and that you are as a role playing choice you have well, a hard time trying to remember your that you are is lower though. yeah you status still is still lower status is still lower yeah that's true you are really a bad yeah now now Eli played a character like this in in our L5R game and he's mm-hmm. talking about that so it's lots of um, showing deference and being polite, like manners are going to be incredibly important for your character if you want them to succeed. Right. Um, so, like, man, and like, I, I always think of characters like this as they have, they, like, they are extra smart or they are super savvy or they have some amazing talent that gave them this opportunity. So you have to kind of 
play that up. Like maybe you are incredibly politically savvy or whatever that is. And, um, and like lean into that, but know that there's, there's going to be consequences. And maybe if you love drama and your games, like I do, it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to buck this and I'm going to, you know, right. say something at some point and be, you know, if you lose all your, if you get all your strife, like, oh, that's a great moment for your character. It could also be an opportunity to play like a big fish in a small pond yeah. sort of story because you could, I, I don't know what your background of your character is, but if a character is like the eldest son of the daimyo or something, which is the reason that you got sent to go do this rather than someone else who might be more capable. Yes. You, you get to go do it, but you are it, this, in, you know, you've, live the lap of luxury at least as much as the minor clan is going to offer mm-hmm. and you're going to come into the situation where now you're dealing with all the big boys mm-hmm. all the big major clans and it's like but you still think you're like you know the big fish in the small pond yes. and you're like, oh there's an ocean out here fuck it's yeah. kind of like getting a scholarship to yale or something you know you're from the ozarks or the appalachian valley or whatever and you're super smart or whatever and ace the test and you get a scholarship to yale and you go there and you're like and you're oh, amongst all of the smartest people from all over the all country, over the, country yes. all over the world yeah right. and you're like oh oh my yeah um and in role game role playing choices you can find yourself really bored with all of the pomp and circumstance and everything and you're gaming and drinking with the servants and people find you there, and oh my gosh, what a scandal that could be! Oh yeah, because you find them to be more interesting and closer to what you did. Accessible, accessible. Relatable. There you go, relatable. Yes, right. exactly. Um, I think also having that starry-eyed, like you know, uh, country bumpkin in the city is oh, also yeah, a good yeah. take at it. Oh, like the, the country mouse. Totally yeah, totally. That's a great take. way to do it too. Oh, like, yeah. oh yes, the greatest house that I've lived. In. Oh, that's an amazing house. Yes. Uh, that's a house? Yeah. That's, that's a castle? That's not, yeah. People bring me hot water for like. my bath. I yeah. don't want to do it myself. What? Yes. And then you like bow to the servant. Oh, oh, oh I'm mean, sorry. Yeah. And like that sort of thing. And yeah. like, so you're trying really hard to do a good job, but you know, you, you, you don't know how everything is. Everything's like overwhelming. That's a super fun take on it too. Yeah. And it's a great opportunity to do stuff that's going to complicate your life. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the players as well. Right. You say the wrong thing. Do the wrong thing. Like, like you know, you see some guy, like, picking weeds or something like that, and you think he insults you, so you go cut his head off, and you find out, oh, that's the gardener for the <laughs> freaking daimyo of the Crane Clan. Yeah. Who's, like, a, been the trained for master, generations yeah. as master gardeners or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, oops. <laughs> you could fuck up so much shit. And it would be awesome. Yeah, it's it's so good. You could also play it off as arrogant too. It's like clearly you are the big greatest because you've got elevated. You were you're used to being the the big fish in a small pond, mm-hmm. and now you haven't quite realized that you are now a small fish in a big pond. And so you swagger through and say all the wrong things and do all the wrong things and complicate everybody's lives. So there's a bunch of ways you can play. You can even do all of this all at once. You can okay. still be the country bumpkin. But you had that confidence in the skills mm-hmm. that you have. I can show you. Like, right. I know some secret sword stuff. Yeah, and get you and your, the rest of your companions in trouble by overestimating your uh, place in the school, or falling in love with Ooh. like a high-ranking right. like son or daughter yeah. of, the, a, of a big clan yeah. daimyo, mm-hmm. and like that's your your goal, and like striving to get them to notice yeah. you and to prove yourself worthy of that marriage. Yeah, Ooh, oh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, that's so that's good. A good one. So. So much amazing drama in that game. Or you could accidentally insult the son of a really high-ranking noble, Mm -hmm. and now you have a rival who's complicating your life for you know the whole time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's uh, there's so many great things you could do. Especially if it's a courtier, it's setting you up to fail left and right, and you just get. And especially if you're like a a bushi or something, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're just like 
just get owned left and right or because you are un, you're an unsophisticated rude. Right. Yes. <laughs> or, yeah. They find you find out they've been laughing at you in court because you've been saying all the wrong things. Oh, and oh yeah. Aren't doing the right. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you're trained, he'd uh, fuck that shit. And cra- <laughs> and crabs are not the best <laughs> negotiating court. Politics to begin well, with. Hedo, Hedo, right. Hedo are, are the ass kickers, right? Yeah. Oh, Those yeah. are like the heavy weapons oh, yeah. guys, right? Well, right. So hey, it turns out good in the end, okay? I promise. No spoilers, <laughs> but you can you can wreck shit and own the court if you've got a big enough stick to swing. Yes. <laughs> Use your mighty Tetsubo. Yes. Hopefully you took the Tetsubo. Oh, I miss that game now. <laughs> this is like the third sequel. Yeah. This is like the third week in a row we've talked about it. I've been thinking I about know. it. I was talking with my husband about it, and he's just like, yeah, no, that's, that was a really good game. He doesn't even, like, watch it, but just because... He judges the game just by how much I talk about them when I'm at home. Right. <laughs> and he's like, no, you talked about that game a lot. It's like, yeah. <sighs> it's a long right. time ago now. It seems like it. It's like, yeah. I'm going to say... Eight, four or five years ago? Four years The last, ago? most recent one? Oh, the most recent I'm one. I'm guessing. I don't know. Time has no meaning. I have no idea how long ago right. anything <laughs> I know, we've kind of lost... It's true. We kind of <laughs> two years, I'm like... You know, it gets worse as you get older. Yeah, but I, I keep thinking that the, the, I, that like the 1990s aren't that long ago. I do. Right. Don't you do the same thing? Yeah, you're right. Because it's like just a couple days ago. So well, that's not that long ago. It's like what 99? It's like, dude, that's like 23 years. Because remember, we like, graduated from college like in the in the 80s, right? 89. Like, yeah, I yeah, 87 for me. So it was like right there, and it was like we all the 90s. You don't realize you don't, you don't realize how long how much time passes since you get older. Well, I was still watching Saturday morning cartoons in the 90s, so I see how far. <laughs> that is I'm like, well, that, I mean, things are pretty. You'll different. get there though. I will. But specifically, like, uh, when we started streaming again, it was funny because people were like, oh, yeah, you haven't streamed in a while. I was like, yeah. And I was thinking about when I'd streamed last, previous to, like, the last little while. I was like, oh, yeah, I was pregnant. I was running Eidolon Academy and trying to hide I was pregnant. Oh. So I made the name tag super big on <laughs> stream. And I would, like, slide the chair off when I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> big and made the letters in the middle larger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody knew until that. Like- Later, I posted pictures of the baby, and it's like, you were pregnant? Like, yeah. There was a, there was a show, I think it was Will and Grace, <laughs> when the actress got pregnant, and, and they made fun of the fact that in the past, uh, every other show would hide it, mm-hmm. so they would like have her walk up to a table and have like a flower on it, you know, oh, yeah. talking, and lot. she'd pick up like a painting or something and move it again, and it was just so overtly, it was hysterical, they just wrote the whole, we're hiding the pregnancy into, it was amazing. It was very I, meta. I, I've been watching Psych, which is like a... Early aughts, uh-huh. uh, police comedy yeah. procedural kind of thing, and the woman who plays the police chief at the time she's interim police chief, mm-hmm. she was pregnant when the show started, <clears throat> and it it got very obvious that it's, it's just it's like a thing in the way. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. it's like the Austin Powers <laughs> scene. Yes. Like looking over this thing, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think the cantaloupes. Right, that's, 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 that is probably my favorite scene in that whole movie. <laughs> Is, is that whole? It's very funny. It's so well choreographed. Yeah, that's still better than like writing like the fat storyline though. It's like, oh, you got you ate a lot. This right. is gonna be part right. of the storyline. That's why you gained weight to hide that you're a pregnant actress. You're like, did they do that? They've done that so many times. Yes, really. That's a total thing. Usually they just kind of cover it up. Nowadays a little bit more, but yeah, no, I think even Mad Men did that. Like, like it's wild. Well, that, I mean, there was a time when they just wouldn't show a pregnant woman. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was but, a subplot in Mad Men I mean, where was she was a, hiding her pregnancy, though. No, I mean, no, no, that was a different character. Oh, okay. They, were, they, they did a, a fat storyline for one of the other characters mm. to I hide I think it was Isle of Lucy that broke that 
taboo. Yeah. Yes, finally. Taboo. And they pushed the beds together, too. They were, like, right. groundbreaking. Even Dick Van Dyke didn't have beds together. No. With Mary Tyler Moore, they definitely had a bed together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're missing there. People didn't film it back then, though. No, I guess not. Now that's how you become famous. <laughs> <laughs> and pregnant. <laughs> yes. And it comes full circle. Yes. <laughs> All right. Our math stink from Thomas from Denmark. Are you? Are you? Okay. No, go. Well, me too. Okay. Uh, Stu looked concerned, like I had messed no. something up. Dear Stu and the Fellowship of Happy Jacks, hello from the dark and wintry, vampire-friendly Scandinavia, where the sun currently rises at 8:40 a.m. and sets at 3:15 p.m. Oh my God! I would ne- I would be. I would be at work for longer than the sun was up. It's I more, would start falling asleep it's yeah. on the way home. I'd be like, oh, it's yeah. getting dark. It gets worse than they, get, than they get in Alaska at this time of year, right? I have no idea. Well, it's Denmark. Denmark. Yeah, Denmark. Well, I know it's hard, kind of hard to tell. you got to really look at the latitude. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to look. Um, it is a uh, This is a long-time Danish listener, a few times letter writer, back from a hiatus. We have a lot of people coming back from hiatus yep. lately. I'm very excited. If you're back no, from this hiatus. This email is months old. We've always had a pretty strong Scandinavian contingency, yes. by the way. Do you know what's been happening? What? People have been writing in, and I write, Hey, thanks for writing in. Your email's now in the queue. And they freak the shit out. They're like, Oh my God, I know you got it. This is amazing. This has never happened in the 13 years of Happy Jacks. No, no, I would never do that. I know. I'll it tell is. you why after the show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even respond to my emails. I had to email, or say it was live today. You wanted to no say... Idea. Well, hopefully I won't do that always. Yeah. Like, hopefully eventually we'll get enough that I won't be able to do it all, that for right. everything. But right now right. I'm trying well, it's to... it's like when we used to read everything yes, that came through. Every, we don't, and we had four-hour shows. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes we, we did. did. <laughs> we did. No. Some people liked them, though. That was like the long format. And yeah, there was, was, a, a, there was, was a, like eight of them. There was much discussion <laughs> about whether we should do long format or short format. We thought yeah. it was hilarious. Yeah. And then we'd be sober listening later and be like, ooh. I would never make that mistake. <laughs> Well, I'm Sober vain, so later. I did. Sober or listening later? Don't listen Both. later. Oh. I have never listened to an, a complete episode of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. Really? No, not oh. once. Okay. I have listened to APs to see if I can remember what I did during yes, the that's game. Mm-hmm. That's different, though, but I've never listened. I've listened like to like the first couple minutes to make sure the feed's working or to see if the sound's okay or mm-hmm. anything like that. But I've never listened to an entire episode. Yeah. It's just weird hearing and seeing. <laughs> yeah, I was I there. I, don't, I, I remember it. Yeah. Just, it's just like, God, I, I look old and my voice is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to tell you about that. Oh, yeah. Forgot for the last 13 years. <laughs> no, no. It's been a lot longer that he's been hanging out with you and sharing his voice with you. He's in your band, remember? That's right. That's like 24 years now? 30. Really? Yeah. 1993 was a first rehearsal. Oh so it's almost 30 years. Yeah. 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 Anyway. <clears throat> This is a long time Danish listener. A few times letter writer back, back in from the hiatus. Other, last century, I keep forgetting. Yeah. Past. Remember the nineties? That, that doesn't seem that far yeah. away. Yeah, no. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. That was nine. Okay, I recently found my way back to your esteemed show, esteemed. After having been focused on other shows covering my primary gaming interest, Warhammer Fantasy role playing. It's very popular. WFRP. We don't do that. Well, for. Well, Stu bought a bunch of the miniatures and then never played. That's Warhammer 40K. Oh, okay. That's that's the war game. This is the fantasy RPG. Oh, okay. I heard you were low on email, so I decided to write in. In your last show, December, I think. Yeah, this is old. You talked about your lack of mathematical understanding regarding whether 
uh, 3K3 role would be better or worse than a 4K2. You also repeated the erroneous <laughs> opinion that a D4 is superior in Savage Worlds due to its tendency to explode more often. Sigh. Sigh. Okay, you idiots. <laughs> I'm going to push up that my glasses for you, my friends. My Scandinavian <laughs> friends, my glasses have been pushed up just for you. Besides being a role-play gamer since the 80s, I am also a math teacher in a country that actually does math well. I added that part. And guess that it's time to set you right. Bavre long, uh, beware long math ramble. Short version is you are wrong. And if you, <laughs> <laughs> and if you accept that, just skip to the next part. You might want to skip to the next part. It's like a three-page. No, 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 no. No, it's not okay. that long. Oh, I'm, come on. It's not that long. I'm right. enjoying this. Okay. Part one, the math ramble. First of all, you should always strive to keep more dice than roll more dice in Legend of the Five Rings and the old 7th CRPG, also by Neuron Wick, and that also uses a roll and keep mechanic. Against uh, a target number of 15, a 4K2 has a 62% chance of success and a 3K3, 66% chance. So not much of a difference in any practical sense, but raise the target number to 20 and the 4K2 has a 29% chance of success versus 37% of a 3K3. Yeah, that's 3K3. See, that kind of answers my question, mm -hmm. but I, I, but those are close. Right? Yeah, but there's still... 4K2 and 3K3, those are, numerically, those are kind of close mm -hmm. as far as how many dice you're rolling. But, like, I seem to recall, and this has been a long time since we've done L5R, but I, I seem to recall, like, you have a choice when you're making a character. Uh, well, yeah, because you keep the number of dice in your ring. Mm -hmm. Right? I think it's the ring. I, I don't remember. Don't write another email telling me I'm wrong because I'm saying I don't know. But if you have, if, if, let's, what if you're rolling like seven keep two mm -hmm. versus three keep three? Yes. I That's, I mean, it might still be, but I, I'm, I'm wondering at some point does having such a large number of dice rolled, even if you're only keeping two, Improve. start to push things more? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, I, I think it, depend, it would depend on the system because like, Depends on like the target numbers you're looking at, because if you keep two dice and it doesn't have any hope of getting there, like that's yeah. But if you're rolling seven rather than rolling three, the chances of you, well, oh, okay, yeah, I see. Yeah, because like yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because there's only so many like pips on the die. <laughs> like, well, there's ten. Yes. Right. Um, so the highest you can get is twenty with your keep two if you mm -hmm. did it. Right. But I mean, but I mean, but if it is like a more moderate target number, like a fifteen yeah. or a ten or something like that. I'm curious if there's a point where having a large dice pool, even if you're keeping a smaller number of dice, does actually push the probability of success. I'm sure over it does. The I, sure. It might not. I don't know. You may there have just caused another email from Denmark. Good. We need more emails. <laughs> I'm trying to think there's a website that I go to for this when I'm, when I'm designing my games. Well, you can do like, Small Roller. That's a fantastic. Maybe. I, you I, probably could. There's one that like makes graphs. Like You can put in... like. Like, uh -huh. like dice pools of different types of dice, and you can sit and compare the graphs. Because um, for a while, I was thinking on uh, my PBTA game of not using 2D6. I wanted to use, like, 2D10 or 2D something right. just to be different. And then the, the, the success arcs were just so extreme, and their chance of failing was so much higher. Um, and the chance well, You have to kind of a massage, because I started doing the exact same thing. Yeah, and I started working really on, on something that, that... 
basically use the PBTA mechanic, but yes. I, was using, I think I was using D8s. Yeah, it really changes it. Well, you have to kind of bump the numbers around to get to the right probability. You absolutely do, but even then, like the, the chances of... Uh, like like it just it, may, it makes a pyramid then instead of a nice right. curve. It's an inverted view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, continuing on. Right. Then there is Savage Worlds and exploding dice mechanics. Let's keep the wild die out of the equation as it is always a d6 right. and just improves your odds overall. There is of course one anomaly that comes with exploding dice. When rolling against a TN of five, a d4 actually is better than a d6. Since a four really cannot roll four, but either three or four plus either one, two, three, four, etc. Right. <clears throat> In all other instances, a d6 is better, and the and the odds of improve uh, and the odds just improve the higher dice you roll. Against a TN of four, the chances of success is twenty five percent with a d4, fifty percent with a d6, and sixty three percent with a d8. Going up to a TN, let's say eight. The odds of success with a D4 is 6% against 14% with a D6 and 30% with a D10. Yes. Right. Going even higher to a TN12, the D4 only has a 1% chance of success compared to 8% with a D8. I guess this is enough examples, but Tappy's statement that for uh, but to put Tappy's statement to rest for a while, or if Stork is around, there will be said something like, don't let the fun, the fact ruin a perfectly good story. True. Now, the... Don't let the math screw now, up your Because the, the, I remember when Tappy was talking about this, and we were playing a fantasy game out in the backyard. And he came in with a character. Yeah. You guys were fighting Savage oh. Worlds. giants or something. Savage Worlds, and he built a one-shot rogue. Right, and he used all D4s. But he wasn't rolling a D4 and a D6. He was rolling, like, several D4s. Yes. Mm -hmm. he had it might have, I don't remember if it was Was it the damage. one where he had to leave early? Yes. Yeah. He came in and he one-shot at a giant and he, yeah, and he says, I gotta go. I yeah. proved my left. point. <laughs> well, no, because we, uh, he had a hard out time and, yeah. like, we ended up shitting, like, like just talking, shooting the shit right. and then it's like, oh, shit, he's gotta go in, like, half an hour. Okay, let's go. And then he, like, literally, like, like and then, like, left and we're all like, uh, Okay, cool. I remember he said he proved his point because he built this thing to one shot. That was like the right. whole idea was that, and, and <coughs> he used he worked on the probabilities, <laughs> and he did. He yeah. proved his point. He actually one shot of the thing. We were all like, "Well, damn!" Right. Yeah. Like, there were two giants. He killed one, and the rest of us were struggling with the other one. We, right. we got it eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it didn't hurt any of us. I mean, no, it, no. We took it down. Everybody took a hit, but we were like, "You did what?" Well, it just made it so much better that he had to leave. Yeah. Right. It was just like, all right, I'm, my, I'm my job is done later. Mic drop. <laughs> okay, I got a jet. You noobs deal with the rest of this. Yep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, uh, let me see. Uh, part two, a question about how to get players to learn about the fluff and uh, of a game setting. Anyways. Good I, luck. <laughs> I also have something for you to ponder and perhaps even give some new insights to. There are so many great RPGs out there. There is so much, and there's so much great fluff. In your latest show, you mentioned L5R, Traveler, Vampire. I would add WFRP, Warhammer, Warhammer, Warhammer role playing. There you go. Um, or any game set in some of the huge IPs like Marvel, DC, Star Wars. Marvel and DC. Players are often happy to play in settings with a lived-in and enchanting background. That they don't have to research. Yes. But I find that more often than not, it can become too much of a good thing to translate a perfectly good Danish saying. That's a Danish saying? We use that all the time in America. Too much of a good thing? Yeah. Yeah, we absolutely do. Yeah. 
Maybe we stole it. Did it we, come from? We steal a lot of stuff. For the, well, the Vikings we gave it to us. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, they may have come in and forced us to use it. <laughs> <laughs> the day the Normans invaded America, said Laza Meadows. You will use our sayings. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, it's all it's all fun and good when players have about the same level of insight into the setting. The game master knows more than the players. It can we're also a great or go bonkers. The GM makes clever plot hooks and twists that seem obvious to them, but to the players just seem like finer points of the setting. That problem I find can be just can be mitigated either by just telling the players what yeah. their characters should know and just moving on. Mm-hmm. But two situations always give me trouble, and I would like to hear your thoughts on this. <clears throat> Situation in the first. What to do when players, usually just one, let's be realistic, delves more into the lore than either the game master or their fellow players. You know the one. The one that actually read the side box on how Rokugan clans make their chopsticks differently and finds it annoying that such details are lacking in the game. Or when this one player brings them to play and everybody else just looks a bit confused. Second situation... What to do as a GM when none, or if lucky one at most, of the players really isn't interested in the setting besides a more general understanding? How do you actually get them into knowing just a bit about more of the setting so you can actually enjoy playing Changeling instead of just it being a modern-day D&D game? Cheers. Thomas from Denmark. That is a very frustrating situation. It is. What he's talking about is really the only workable solution for the first thing. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and that is, you stop and you say, okay, your character would like, especially if your character is about to make a, a big, like a social faux pas or something. Mm-hmm. You say, you're okay, just so you know, your character would know that that doing the thing you're about to do is a grave insult and would probably result in a. Yeah, you do it, know that if you say that, this is going to happen, right? Um, and I can't really think of an, another way to handle that kind of situation because I mean it's really hard to get players to but even to learn they... a setting. If, and it's if they're not interested and in it's it, something that's good new off to sell five R too. They're going to make blunders anyway. Oh it's sure. To the GM to say, I need to warn you now because you're playing court politics that if you say this, it might be taken as an insult, and they may go, Oh, okay, right. But uh, yeah, yeah. Now, personally, the way I I found myself being interested in stuff like this is taking an interest in my character and my character's clan mm-hmm. and then going and this what happened with both vampire and L5R and taking a deep dive into the clan mm-hmm. and as you're reading about the clan and all the various stuff in it and about you know about your school you start with your school or your if in vampire you start with your you know your your, count, your clan and then you you find the little offshoots and all that and I found myself going down the rabbit hole of finding out all this stuff about my clans <clears throat> and eventually learned history of Rokugan because of it. Yeah. Despite myself learning more and more about the, the world through my clan, right. trying to research what my characters, you know. Well, I think everyone who's playing L5R should read the section on their clan. Mm-hmm. Totally. Because that... <laughs> and even some of the older sections of the book, too. Some of the older versions of the book, too. They add stuff into about right. the clans, about who the founders were, even some of the legends of it. It's fascinating mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But even when we were playing, like we ended up playing with Jim and Eli, who love L five R and and played it for much longer than we have, and we found points where like we were like the noobs who like were making mistakes, and they like knew much more. And like often, if you listen to the AP, like we we even you refer you know asked to like 
Okay, what, what would be this there? Right. I think that's a great way for the GM to handle situations like their second one. Oh, if you have a player who knows more about the setting, yeah. you, absolutely. Like, yeah. use them as a, as, as a resource. Um, it's also super helpful if you make, like we were talking about cheat sheets earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, make a little cheat sheet of, like, like how you greet people, like things not to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in front Remember of Remember the... when we were used to playing there? I put yeah. up the tenants of the... Mm-hmm. You totally of... did. And that was yeah. very helpful because mm-hmm. we kept, we had that to like to look up and refer to. Um, and as we got into the game, you, we needed to refer to it less and less. But I, I think that's a great start. Them. Yeah, you would. Oh, are you going to, oh, you're going to do that? That? Hmm. Oh, oh. honor. Yeah. So. Sincerity. Yeah. yeah, and I would look at you accusingly. You would, very accusingly. I'm sad that that was back in just the audio days. Very a, judgy, very judgy. Super judgy, judgy. yeah, absolutely. I was, I was really trying to enforce the setting. You did, yeah. and I think that's important. The GM has to do that, especially with these games that have a very set setting. Again, like, like why, why are you playing Changeling instead of D&D in a modern setting? Because you want that yeah. that flavor. Mm-hmm. So if the GM isn't helping enforce that and reinforce that, which I think are two different ways of going about it, yeah. right. um, then, like, what's the point? Yeah. It would, again, if you, as a GM, ask your players to come up with an interesting backstory, especially with something like Changing, which takes place with the Fey Realm, they're going to make a deep dive into the Fey Realm, and despite themselves, they're going to come up with really cool things and learn about it, mm-hmm. and that, mm-hmm. that you could then work off of. I remember when we were doing one of the Rokugan, uh, one of the L5R reboots, I found this sort of minor clan that and found the legends about the Kitsune mm-hmm. and I wanted to incorporate that into my character and you were like and I did all this research and gave it to you and you were right. like you're the one that I never read anything stuff. about the minor clans no, and, <laughs> but it was fascinating this, like, this, this whole Kitsune journey I went on and I, but I ended up learning about a lot more about Rokugan through that stuff and it's the same thing with um, Changeling you start finding yourself uh, researching the Fae the Fey realm and your motivations and the and the she yeah and then and the next thing you know you've managed to grok changeling and yeah. much like L five R all of the the um, uh, world of darkness books yes. have something like a clan or a family mm-hmm. or a line or something mm-hmm. so so you belong to one of you know six or eight and a massive database online. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I found myself just... Oh, so does L5R. L5R has a lot of shit yeah. on so too. easy to find. They're very similar, especially in, like, the... What is considered polite, how how the, the structure of the, of the society is built. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, I'm saying the... Like, but the rules are very clear. How you treat a prince, how you treat a daimyo, how you... Right. And you have to do a certain thing, and if you screw up, it's like there's not a second chance. So I, I really think, like, the cheat sheets are the, the way to go. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think players get a ba- bad rep for this. Um, a lot of times you have to be, you have to try and make it accessible. So much of it is online now. Like, send them a PDF of something. Like, right. don't, I mean, books are really, really expensive. And they're, you know, it's like, okay, like, do I want to buy this, like, $50 Crane Clan book for a game right. I'm just playing in one time. Right, right. right. So, um, like, like, make it easy on them. Um, put up, I mean, Google Google sites are free now, or you can, you know, if you have a Slack or whatever, like, like pin some links to places that they can refer to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many different ways you can do it. Make a Google slide that has, okay, here are all these, like, links. So if you're even at the table, if they don't know what to do, like, they can click on that, and it takes them to a PDF of how to behave in Quark. Right. And things like that. So they have something to reference. It's not ideal to have them on their devices at the table. No. But having that scaffolding for them 
um, also helps. Mm -hmm. Or if you're like, hey, um, you're going into court, let's take a break for 10 minutes. Uh, this is like the second link on that page. Like, let's go get beers and come back. And then it gives them a couple minutes. You can go to the bathroom and like make up what you're going to do next yep. as a GM. Um, all that. There's, a, there's another thing that sort of occurred to me, too, because it's happened to me as a player, which is, especially if you're playing a brand new system, you're still a little timid. And so you want to play something comfortable. Like, I'm just going to have a fighter that hits things. Mm -hmm. Because you're still trying to grok the mechanics, and you're, you're overwhelmed. It's like drinking with the fire hose. Like, oh, what's all this stuff coming at me? So you, you're trying to keep it really simple. And if the DM starts requiring me to do a lot of research into the world while I'm still trying to master yeah. my fighter that hits things, it can get very overwhelming. And, and you, you have to be careful, I guess on what you're requiring your players to do mm -hmm. and how fast they're going to learn it. It's It would be great if they showed up and had read all the books, but that's never going to happen. And nope. it might happen eventually, and it might happen slowly, but you need to have patience. And again, assigning things like maybe like they did with Traveler, which is we need to work out your backstory with your family, will allow them to get it in small bits and at least start and they'll know their family history and some of the stuff, and from there they can bridge out. Yeah, it's you gotta you can't expect them to read the rule book and on have all the fluff memorized. But if you try to keep it personal and make it personal interest, at least then they will take the time to work on their character and their motivations from that. Yeah, that's a great way of doing it. Like collaboratively create the little village they're from. Mm -hmm. Like in session zero, mm -hmm. then play in the, the you know play your first couple sessions in this village so they can figure out the rules so they can learn how they attack how they you know defend themselves. Then okay, oh you're going to the big city now. This is Mitsubishi This is totally different. And then they can be like we were talking about a minute ago, the country mice. Right. Their characters wouldn't know where anything is, so it makes it's sense. It's okay for them. Not yeah, to, so that yeah. they don't know. But by that time, they've practiced. They've got everything down, so they're not sitting there like looking up rules every time they. They play. probably also would know the, the basic social conventions of yes. it. They would know. Yeah. It, yeah, it makes sense. And it's a little hard on the GM because the GM really wants to do a really complicated story with a lot of uh, you know court intrigue and everything. But if this is the player's first time, sometimes the GM has to take a step back and go, there's a lot here. We <laughs> need to break it into small chunks. I think I, a great lesson I learned from you is when we were running GURPS, which is to not use all the rules all at once. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> so you start out small right. and you work your way into the fact that all of these rules will eventually come into play, but don't worry about it yet. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that that's a wise thing. It's not that you are breaking the game. You're just trying to break it into small digestible chunks so mm -hmm. that you're not overwhelming your players and having them get overwhelmed and lose interest. Because that's what will happen. It's like, this game's too complicated. I don't want to play anymore. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you if you go in like the, with the full rule set or even at the beginning your, of a game. Or even the fluff, even the background. <clears throat> this rule's too, it's, right. it's too much reading. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I, I, I wanted no. to clarify. Keep going. No, I, that's it. I was All just right. adding on what you said. I keep... That's you? Okay. Sorry. Like, That's, all right. That's all the people who follow us on Twitch. They just are all starting to stream. All starting to stream again. <laughs> all right. I think, is that all? That's it. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for season 29, episode 14. I think I've decided, by the way, like in the new takeover in the new studio, we're going to start with season 30. Oh. So we'll cut this one a little short, but then we can be like, hey, season 30. That's okay, because not all the seasons have the... I know, there's no episode, consistency. Which I thought they did, but they didn't. No, they've never. I went back and like. No. There's only like 10 episodes in one, of the first season. And then this last one's like 30. And then. There's, some of them went longer, yeah. Yeah, no, so it doesn't really matter. But I just figured it's like a clean starting point. Yeah. 30 is a good number. I like mm -hmm. it. Uh, sorry, so 29, episode 14 of Happy Jack's RP Vice Show podcast or something. My name is Kimmy. <laughs> Stu. Stork. 
And we are going to leave you with a song. I'm very excited about this. It's been a while since we've done this. And we will talk with you later. Bye. Don't Bye. stop streaming this if you're going to leave more of the song. I'm not oh, going to. I'm switching okay. to the other thing so we're not sitting here awkwardly the whole time that the song is playing. All right, fine. We're going to do that. I'll cheer dance. Okay. No, we're not going to. I won't be able to hear the song. No, that's fine. Let's see. We're going to do this one. Come listen, my friends, I have a true tale to tell.